This is Joe Thomas here, like the man said, Radio Row is just a fire, but I would be remiss to not tell you, listening in Charlottesville, if you have some time or can make some time this afternoon, Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears is uh, right around 3.30, uh, We're hoping we're going to grab her on Radio Row after she lights this place. You know, it's about kick the tires and light the fires. Uh, she'll be speaking about 3-something this afternoon. Uh, Mercedes Schlapp is next uh, door at the other radio booth. So we can ask her, but the, uh, look at the schedule at CPAC uh, at uh, uh, CPAC's website. There you can see it all. Joining us on Radio Row is one of our favorite folks. I always bite my. It's just like Delegate Ben Klein is Congressman Ben Klein, and I can't. So long I knew him as kind of. I always start saying Father. I mean, uh, you know, f- former Father Frank Pavone uh, is on with us. Priest for life. Good to see you, Frank. How are hey, you Joe, doing? Joe, it's great to be with you. Great to good BB in person. In person, yeah. absolutely <laughs> embattled. My wife was just asking him, how so? As you said, the cancel culture in, in the, the church. church. Absolutely, those of us and there are a lot of priests that speak up about about abortion speak up about politics, speak up in support of President Trump. You know, we got some bishops there who, I, you know, they can't see great leadership when it's staring them in the face. Uh, and unfortunately, they think sometimes that climate change uh, is more important than the killing of babies. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, the good thing is, our work continues full force. The people are with us, and we're going to get the job done. Well, the original message was carried by, you know, one guy and about 12 of his friends. That's right. Walking door and to he, door. And he ended up getting crucified. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so right now we're doing okay uh, getting the word out there. But, you know, talk about this a second, because I think that um, when we talk about defending life. Yes. And people say, gosh, I never would have thought that Donald Trump would be such an ardent pro-life uh, president uh, as he was. You were a lot of the reason for that, Frank. You you were advising him about what what the you know, the right side of this issue should yes. be. Yes, yes, and and it was a great privilege, and and it continues to be, and we're gonna we're gonna help with the 2024 campaign as well. Uh, you know, and CPAC here now. The things we're going to talk about these next few days is a perfect arena for what I'm about to say. The reason that President Trump was so helpful to the pro-life movement is precisely because he both understands and loves America and our constitutional form of government. You know, when he was asked prior to the 2016 election if he wanted to see Roe v. Wade overturned. You know what his response was? Many might remember this. He said, if I get to put two or three justices on the Supreme Court, the reversal of Roe will happen automatically. And he hit it right on the head. And the reason he said that and the reason it came true is that Roe v. Wade has nothing to do with the Constitution, and all the kinds of judges that he appoints have everything to do with the Constitution. And that's the path going forward. We've got to resolve this problem constitutionally, and our system of government allows us to do that. And uh, I believe the American people are starting to wake up that abortion does not fit into our American ideals or our American mindset. You mentioned climate change, though, but uh, you know, when you hear Dr. Goodall uh, you know, on the stage at uh, some Watsi convention uh, last year, two years ago, uh, talking about you know, how we need to get the population back to where it was 500 years ago, uh, and, uh, and, and then you realize, you look and you, you add Margaret Sanger's ideas of eugenics, eugenics and picking yeah. and choosing the right people versus the right. wrong people. People, right. And you just you, you start adding this all together, and a, a dear friend of mine from Alabama listening on the smartphone app says, you're not a conspiracy theorist, Joe. You're a conspiracy analyst. Analyst. <laughs> yeah, because you start, you take this, and you take 
Jane Goodall and Margaret Sanger, and you start saying, well, maybe this is why the left is so pro-abortion, because they're pro-depopulation. That's right. Yes, these people are who we think they are. I mean, this is not an exaggeration. We've got people, they, they don't have our best interests at heart. They don't have the best interests of America at heart or of religious people, or of or of the unborn, or of life. And it all fits together, doesn't it? I mean, all these different issues interconnect in such a way that either you see government as something that needs to control people, or you see it as something that needs to serve people. And and that's why, again, from the religious perspective, you know, priests for life, I mean, we're trying to advance the uh, what the church, the way the church looks at things, uh, uh, that's a key tenet of the church. Governments exist, economies exist, institutions exist to serve the human person, not the other way around. The other way around, that's a communist notion. The person exists for the state. The person finds his or her meaning uh, and identity in the state. And we've got to be careful because that idea is definitely encroaching on us in America today. Well, it's it's that bastardization of the phrase "render unto Caesar that yes. which is Caesar." What they forget is, let's discuss what is Caesar's what is first. Caesar's? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and I've said this. Forgive me, Father, for I'm about to uh, engage in inflammatory <laughs> rhetoric. Um, but uh, that if we wanted politicians to defend the unborn. All we have to do is give every pregnant mother, and you want to take 15 weeks? You want to take 15 weeks? You say, after 15 weeks of gestation, you get a proxy vote for the child you're carrying. Okay. You would have 100% coalitions of politicians ready to defend that unborn life because it's an unborn vote. It's an unborn vote. Yeah, and, and that's exactly. the issue. That's the problem. Is it's easy to say to a woman, "Oh, it's about reproductive rights." Well, you know, and, and believe me, and I'm not confessing with you, you know, just, but there's a reason the physical activity that leads to a pregnancy is pleasurable. Mm -hmm. It's because God wanted us to be fruitful and multiply. Exactly. He wouldn't have made it, made it a pleasurable thing. But we have to have young people who understand the gravity of that decision. Of, of that life that they're creating. And I don't think we're doing that. I've said this before. T you know, And then Tim Kaine stole my line on the floor uh, of the Senate. Yes. Uh, it, it, we need to fight unplanned pregnancies as much as we fight abortions. Because yes. if we fight the unplanned pregnancies, the abortions take care of themselves. They yes. go away once we, we start fighting unplanned pregnancies. Well, what you're saying makes me, makes me think about uh, uh, Here at CPAC this week, I have one of my closest associates, Janet Morana. She co-founded Silent No More, which is mm -hmm. the, uh, you know people who had abortions speaking out. But she recently wrote a book uh, on abortion for teens. And uh, it makes the very point that you just made. And, and the young people are ready to hear the full message about human sexuality you know you start tampering with the sources of life uh, and, and you end up destroying life but abortion in teens.com if our audience is interested in this it's one of the latest resources in the pro-life movement it speaks directly to the youth abortion in teens.com and janet uh you know makes that point and and you know the stories of those that have had abortions also reinforce mm -hmm. that point because they they they, they uh, our young people like to hear the voices of of experience mm -hmm. and uh it's 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 a lot of it is about that 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 promiscuity that lack of self-control that gee maybe i uh, maybe i i should have thought about what this action is going to lead to well, and it's a debasement we used to have a group that was run out of one of our crisis pregnancy centers called worth your weight 
great. Went into the high schools. Yes. They were 20 somethings, but it was more teen to, you know, peer to peer. And they would, you know, help encourage people to have the self esteem to say, no, I don't need to do that to be popular. Right. And, right. and, and it had, not only did it have an impact on, you know, unplanned pregnancies, but the kids' grade point averages went up. That was a, you know, an unplanned, you know, benefit of that yeah, part of the thing. Yeah. Father Frank, it's priestforlife.org. Right. What was the website about teens again? Uh, abortionandteens.com. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for Thanks, dropping Joe. by and Absolutely. visiting with us. And uh, he'll be here all week uh, and uh, try the liver and uh, and uh, appreciate it. Will you be speaking at any of the breakout sessions? Uh, no, no, but I'll be uh, doing a lot of networking. And- all right. Look for Father Frank here at CPAC. Tuned in to you as much as you are tuned into us. Fox News updates every half hour on Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. No more turning away. Joe Thomas in the morning here at CPAC. Thanks to our friends at the Spirit of Virginia, spiritofvirginia.org. Yeah, yeah, and I know you do, but join them and help them spread the spirit of a state that gave us George Mason, uh, Patrick Henry. Yeah, that Jefferson and Madison fellow. They did, they did a little bit towards uh, man's humanity uh, for man uh, and uh, stand up for that. Uh, I know this is going to sound pre-planned, but really it wasn't uh, from Father Frank Pavone to Rabbi Yaakov Menken, uh, Director of Coalition for Jewish Values. Rabbi uh, Shalom, how are you doing, sir? Uh, shalom to you. It's good to be here. You know, we bring up frequently on this show, if only, and I say, and I'm quoting myself here, which is weird, if only there was a list of rules that we could live by that would tell us to, oh, I don't know, not murder not bear false witness against our neighbors, not steal. I mean, that, that would be a pretty good thing to have, don't you think, Rabbi? Once in a while, you get, you get that impression, don't you? You know, know, like there's a guide. There actually is a guide to the universe. It's like, <laughs> yes. you know, and... And, it, and not just for hitchhikers. It's interesting that, you know, the progressives keep saying, oh, we got to try something new, we got to try something different. <laughs> and if you go around the world, there was a rabbi who did a book about this, um... And I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way, because somebody came over to me and said, well, what is the Bible's value to us today? <laughs> like, why is this relevant anymore? And I said, well, okay, you have a point. If you don't care about things like the value of every human life, brotherhood of man, peace over warfare, universal justice, universal education, the value of family, and, oh, social justice and charity. Yep. Then okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. What, what's point. the value to it, right? Although, now? It, and, and, and by the way, I should say social responsibility rather than social justice because that's something entirely different than justice. Well, and being that was just, a slip of the tongue there, and, and, but, and, and, you know. And isn't that the addressment of the Old Testament? Is what is justice and what is you know man's justice versus all God's kinds justice? Of laws on that, and even the idea that all of mankind was given a command. You got to set up courts of law. You need law over anarchy. Mm-hmm. That's all built into the Bible. 
And and was um, and of course Charlton Heston does such a wonderful job facing uh, Edward G. Robinson in the movie. But he says, you know, whose law, Moses? Yours? And he says, they, without law, there is no freedom. Uh, and and that's really the case because you know. I, I could do whatever I want. That's anarchy. That's not freedom. Uh, and we watch these prosecutors and people, you know, who have apparently forgotten about thou shall not steal. Uh, and the poorest people are the ones who suffer because if I have a, a thousand dollar car that I count on to get to work and somebody steals it or carjacks me out of it, uh, not only do I have run the risk of being injured, but now I have no way to get to work. And we have prosecutors saying, oh, well, it was survival crime, and, you know, we have to look the other way, and, and people are just... It, it, theft is theft. Yeah, we don't have to show understanding and compassion for people when they commit crimes. We have to help them reform and do better next time mm -hmm. because... We can't live like that. What's going on in, right now is guess who loses out when a Walgreens shuts down because of smash and grab robberies? Mm -hmm. When they shut down, it's the people who can't get out of that neighborhood who now have to walk a mile to go get their drugs, the exactly. pharmaceuticals that they need, the supplies so that they need. It's crazy. So when you look at you know the the American policies towards a lot of this stuff, and and you know, I guess it shouldn't be surprising given you know the way we've treated Israel as well, uh, you know where all this was written in the first place, where this all comes from, uh, you know what do we what do you tell people when they say Rabbi, uh, you know Judeo Christian ethics, you know what does it mean? How do I how do I live like that and not be you know considered weird? Well. You know, I, I, what should I say? I, I live in my own bubble because I live in an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood where, you know, following those rules is the order of the day. Bay, Ridge, Bay Ridge? expected Brooklyn? To follow. No, I'm actually not. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm relatively close. I grew here, up in Queens. But so. I got I got you. There's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of neighborhoods like that. In fact, our, our president served a congregation in Queens for uh, 30 years. So we are... In a situation today in America where basic values are being challenged, and not only that, I mean, the first question is, is there a, a question about what Judeo-Christian ethics are, actually are? Because so much of the Jewish left in particular keeps misrepresenting the Jewish perspective. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things where uh, Jews and Christians and everybody with a moral conscience actually is together and on the same page. My wife, that, you're, that's getting silenced today. My wife has asked me this many times, and I try ham-handedly to answer it, Rabbi. Is that you know she sees Jewish neighborhoods that repeatedly vote for the American left, and she doesn't you know she's like, how can that be? These are some of the most ardently conservative people, uh, and I said, you know, some of it is the view of how the 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 temple is the center of the community and therefore you tie to the temple and you give so that you do the good work for the community but government has metastasized itself you know and taken us away from that so it's that voluntary community that russell kirk talked about in his 10 conservative principles isn't it you know the synagogues that call themselves temples those are the ones that have really rejected the idea of a temple in jerusalem and that's why they call them temples, because they said, oh, no, we're not going to have a temple in Jerusalem. We're just going to have our, our local synagogue. And that means they've abandoned the moorings of Judaism in a whole set of areas. 
So the fact that they're voting actually against Jewish ethics doesn't terribly surprise me, unfortunately. I mean, you look in the, you know, the Orthodox neighborhoods that you mm-hmm. were talking about, like in Queens, uh, they went for Trump 95% to 5%, according to a poll that was done. There was a real turn, you know, not just voting what's best for the community, but really realizing that we have to vote for what's best for America and really making sure that we're we're bringing in people who are and, and it's unfortunate because i mean you look at at, at biden and what has been going on uh we're, we're losing so much of that mm-hmm. adherence to jewish ethics and jewish values and biblical values and israel cjvalues.org is the website that's right coalition for jewish values it's been an honor to meet you sir and thank you god bless right. will be with you thanks so much March Madness all day. I think Charlottesville is under tax. And some basketball games, too. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV.